0: and welcome to Morlocks, uh, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host Lexa White, and with me this week is Chris. How are you doing, Chris?
1: Hi, Lexa. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm very excited to have you. Uh, Would you mind introducing yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm Chris. Uh, I'm over in the UK. Uh, I've been playing MCP since shortly after it came out, Uh, but before that I've done Lots of Games Workshop games, mainly. is my gaming background.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh. I'm very excited to have you here. This is actually your first podcast appearance, from what I understand.
1: Yes, I've, I've been mentioned on some in passing, but it's the first time actually appearing on one. So I'm very excited.
0: Yes, I'm very excited to have you. Um, and as tradition, with those non-podcasters that I get onto the show, what character do you want to see in MCP that currently isn't?
1: Uh, I am a big lover of the Asgardians, um, so if I uh, could <clears throat> AMG listening. I'd quite like uh, either Beta Ray Bill or I'd take Lady Sif and the Warriors 3, whichever one of those they want to uh, develop next would be great for me.
0: Fantastic. And now, who did you bring for us to talk about today?
1: I brought, uh, somebody from the original box set. brought Crossbones with me.
0: The Cult of Crossbones makes an appearance, and a quick PSA... Uh, we are actively recording this in between the panel to play and the card release for Sin, who's going to be the second cabal leader, and from the panel to play seems to have a place for Crossbones and her cabal, but as one, we don't have her card yet, and two, this is a show about finding new homes for the characters, and their infillation homes are kind of old hat for the most part. We won't be touching on that this episode. But yeah, Crossbones is an interesting character. Um, If I remember correctly, he was the only slow mover out of the core box.
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of held him back a little bit. Bless him. Um, I enjoyed playing with him when the uh, box set first came out and doing quite a bit of damage. But I think he's got, with that slow move, he's been uh, a little bit left behind compared to other kind of heavy brawler uh, models. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, he has found somewhat of a home uh, in Criminal Syndicate just by his pure tankiness.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to trying that out. Uh, I've not got around to getting uh, the Criminal Syndicate guys yet, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to give him a chuck in there and see what he can do.
0: Yeah, so he is a four-two-two defense with 6 health, and 6 is an important health value in this game. Um, it is the 5-6 to breakpoint is the breakpoint where you, can, you survive spikes on builder attacks.
1: Yeah, and I think too, uh, with the rest of his it being quite solid as well. It just, just it adds to that character's very theme Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, his Anode to Pain um, is just like it is on uh, Kingpin, so it helps him survive even more by paying power to reduce damage, and specifically he can reduce damage to zero. So throws um, aren't as effective on him. Uh, he can do the cube tricks where you can uh, spend power to reduce the cube damage to you. He has he has a lot of neat tricks with that one ability.
1: Yeah, it, d- it definitely uh, works. Especially when you compare it to the other characters have got something similar where they can reduce it down to one, but that difference of making it down to zero just adds with then his extra bit of health.
0: Mm-hmm. It functions in a different way because it does mean he is a power sink because of uh, having to pay power to them rather than having that naturally. Um, but it is exceptionally good.
1: Um, yeah, especially with the tankiness. You can get the, get hit a little bit, have the power, and then use the energy pain to carry on going.
0: Mm-hmm. And then he also has aggressive, uh, which is um, an ability we've seen on a couple characters at this point, um, but allows him to basically move back on points or get in when he gets attacked, which makes him very, very good on secure.
1: Yeah, you can just get, get him up there, get him plonked there, and then just... Score your points, and he's not going to go anywhere in a hurry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, his big weakness, and I think he's the only character that is a small base with a small movement, unless I'm forgetting someone.
1: Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's just kind of what makes him that little point of difference. Had he been a medium move, then I think he would have been still kind of a more middle pack character than towards the tail end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. and then he has two... V- Very solid physical attacks.
1: Yeah, I forgot how good these were when I was looking over the card. Five dice on each of those is pretty decent before you then start buffing him up.
0: And he has a wild throw and his range three spender, which is only two power, which is not a lot, um, allows him to place, uh, which is additional movement for him.
1: Yeah, so once he gets there, he can be... It can move around a little bit better and it kind of offsets his short move the problem is just kind of getting there in the first place mm-hmm.
0: and i have an affiliation suggestion that will help with that getting there portion of the track Um oh,
1: well it's uh, interesting to see whether it's the same affiliation that i was thinking of
0: uh were you thinking of the x-men
1: no i hadn't thought of the x-men uh, i've not got around to playing with those yet with uh, i'm still a little bit behind on getting getting the models but that's one i hadn't considered but i'm quite happy to uh to, to go down that route and see yeah, uh, mm-hmm. see where we go
0: what were you thinking about because i'm interested uh, in what I, direction you're uh, coming from
1: well i was toying with two ones either and i don't know how well it would work the inhuman side of it with uh with lockjaw mm-hmm. um or uh kind of a uh, making him kind of part of the pentathletes with using the portals with strange um which then would have the because he's got just the two physical attacks which is then the most common defense strange's ability to kind of then change it to it does a lot of damage and if you could then make that an energy or a mystic attack then it makes more use of his high uh high potential damage output against the weaker defenses
0: yeah, I think both of those are really interesting stuff. Um, the Lockjaw combo can be done out of Inhumans, um, which I think is important, and it means that you can... Um, and I do think Lockjaw is a good support piece for Crossbones between the extra teleport that you get off of Lockjaw, which is range 3, which is double range 2, which a lot of people don't realize. It's It's a long way. And then also the extra attack dice off of inter- uh, Interdimensional Bloodhound really help, uh, can can add some extra oomph to Crossbands.
1: Yeah, it's never going to say no to some extra oomph. Um,
0: but to, to kind of spell out my idea a little bit more to the viewers who are not 100% caught up, Storm's affiliation ability um, has two parts. One, uh, if you're not within two, you get, uh, if, if you're getting attacked and the attacker is not within two, you get cover. Um, which is when once all defense dice are rolled, during your modified dice step, uh, you get to change one of your defense dice to a, a one of your non-successful defense dice, other than skulls, to a successful defense die. So generally, it means you have a minimum of one defense, which is very, which is similar to functionally having a um, damage reduction. It's a little bit worse, but it's, I think, combined with uh, Crossbones' natural pay to damage reduce, I think it can actually make him potentially way more tanky than he is already.
1: Yeah, and it'll help buff up those 2-2 defenses on his non-physical side Mm -hmm. of it as well.
0: Yes. And then the second part of it is once per round, you may use this leadership... Uh, doing an allied character's activation if it is not holding an objective token. If you do choose an allied character within two of the activated character, the activated character places with one within one of that current character. So you can basically leapfrog over your allied characters. Which um, using uh, some of the medium and large base characters can get you very far. And for a character that wants to get into the fight having a move that is not in action during their turn can be great
1: it's gonna be very interesting for crossbones then to to piggyback on the back of it all Mm -hmm.
0: and i think i think he works well in that affiliation too um because storm is kind of underwhelming i am extremely underwhelmed by wolverine but i think beast is really solid and i think cyclops is fairly solid when it comes to being a beat stick. And so giving the giving X Men a beat stick is not something I'm going to I'm going to scoff at. And with their innate cover off of the leadership ability, I think they work really well on Secure already. So I, I think it adding in the aggressive off of crossbones on Secure means that they can do some real serious stuff on Secure. Sounds good to me. So We've talked about a couple directions. Is there one that jumps out to you uh, as a about that you want to explore?
1: I'm very intrigued by the the storm route now. Uh, if, I think it'll be nice a little bit of, bit of difference than just chucking him into the uh, into the pentathletes a bit, which would would work, but probably not quite as well as the extra bits of bits of buffs and the X Men being a bit newer as well. It'd be nice to mm-hmm. to get him into that list.
0: And speaking of newer, there is an X-Men affiliated character who I don't know if you've seen the spoiler for considering it came out like three days ago.
1: Oh, that's going to be only one of a... Uh, is it gonna be like Cable or Deadpool? Or have I been under a rock for the last few days? Uh, somebody.
0: Cable. Cable is on the affiliation card for the X-Men, so we know he's going to be on it. Um, And I think he makes a very good buddy for Crossbones.
1: Sounds good to me. It keeps the affiliation going as well.
0: Yeah. So it's an an affiliation buddy, um, but it's you can... um, He he is a short mover, but he's a medium base, so you get that extra distance off of the bunny hop that you get uh, with the affiliation. Um, He has long-range attacks to kind of support, so you have your short-range threat on crossbones and your long-range threat in cable and that kind of... Shows up a side of a beat, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, He also has his telekinetic shield, which I think is the big thing that you're going to want to use him with. Um, where when this character or an allied character within three of this character is targeted by an attack, you may use this superpower, bend two power, add two dice to the target defense roll, Which really moves... Frostbones is really weak. 2-2 two, two for Energy Mystic into a 4-4 four, four, probably with cover. That's going to be tasty. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think we kind of want to start out with a Storm and a Cable. How does that sound to you?
1: Sounds good to me. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll, go we ahead. We definitely need some long range to keep, keep give Crossbones a chance to get up there with the Teleport then, so a couple of people like, like Cable and and Mm -hmm. that to shoot off from a distance would be good.
0: Yep. And so we will need one more affiliated character, and we have three options right now, since we are also still before the Domino card reveal. We have a panel to play, but we don't have a card. I'm guessing it's going to be Monday or Wednesday after this recording, so in between now and when this podcast actually gets posted, I'm guessing that's going to come out but we don't have it yet, so we're not going to worry about it. So that leaves us three affiliated options. We have Cyclops, um, another long-range threat who also gives more maneuverability to uh, Crossbones with his Field Leader ability. Um, we have Beast, which is another strong physical beater. Um, and then we have Wolverine, who... How do I phrase Wolverine? Um, he, he's a tanky spiky piece that I'm that comes with a lot of tactics cards tacks that I'm not the, that I don't think he deserves but that is a personal opinion
1: yeah if we go down the Wolverine route we're going to knock out some of our five straight away and it's not going to give us a lot of other variety to to play with yeah Uh, possibly Beast would be a good fit then a bit more agile as well to kind of pinball around a bit
0: Mm -hmm. what do you think of Cyclops?
1: Uh, I mean, it gives us the advantage; of we can swap between the two leaderships, uh, mm-hmm. so that's quite handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, good range on the, uh, the optic blast and the optic devastation. He's, uh, he's four threat as well, so it's not we're not paying, any, not paying over the odds for him.
0: Yeah, and he has that field leader ability, which gives us an extra short advance on Crossbones. Um.
1: I think he's uh, sold, and he can go in the list then.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Though I do think we want Beast in there as well um, just for numbers games because I think if we want to play 14 uh, we'll have to play Storm Beast Cable Crossbones to make affiliation and be at 14 points because I think Okay, time to start doing math. Um, So it's 3 so plus 5 is 8 because Cable is a 5. He does a lot, so he has the tax. Yeah. Um, so that's 8. Um, adding Beast would put us to 11, and so adding a 3 yeah. would put us to 14. So I think we actually want both Beast and Cyclops in the list. Okay. Sounds uh, good. So that leaves us with a lot of support. We have 5 slots left. Um, anything jumping out as, like, support pieces for a crossbones?
1: Uh, we could go down the uh, the Wong route with a bit of healing to just that odd bit of damage that does get through to crossbones that he can't mitigate with everything else. We can then just heal it back off him anyway. Just keep him going that little bit longer.
0: Okay, that is certainly a route we can go. Um, is that the preferred your preferred 2 threat? Or do you wanna? Or are there other two threats jumping out to you?
1: So our other options are uh, rocket, which will give us another gun platform towards the back. Uh, a for a bit of bodyguarding. Uh, Nebula, uh, and am I miss uh, you Toad is are... a tooth
0: threat. Yes, Toad is a tooth threat, and you are missing oh. the core box Black Widow. Oh yes. Yeah. And that is our end. Of course, the newly announced Bob, but I don't think Bob works for us.
1: Yeah, I can't can't see how he's going to fit in as well. I'm sure he'll, he'll find lots of homes elsewhere, but this well, isn't going to be one for Paul Bob.
0: Yeah, Bob is, is going to shine. As long as he's affiliated in Cabal, he suddenly allows Cabal to go super wide, and I think that's going to be his big place. Um, but that is a conversation for another podcast. Um... So, do any of those jump out to you?
1: Uh, part of me likes Rocket for the sit-back, and it gives us, like with um, Cyclops, and it gives us another point towards the back mm-hmm. uh, to just shoot off at a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but half the time with Rocket, you end up having to go with really a bit better with having Groot as a bit of extra support, and that's another... It makes it a bit more difficult to keep the affiliation. Yeah. Uh, potentially.
0: Though I do think we are going to want to play on B's. I think B is going to be our preferred. I think we're going to try and force Infinity Formula, and then we'll have maybe a D as a backup one because I don't think we want to play Mutant Madman. We may want to play Mutant Madman.
1: I think the shaping then of of B, keeping B's and D's will mm-hmm. give us yeah yeah that works quite well as the, the objectives.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I. I want to consider Toad quickly, because um, I think he he does a lot of really interesting stuff on extract that not a lot of other characters can do. And we are so far, our team is very focused on Sakia. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely having that good bit of bit of balance over the two objectives. Then,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, just that ability to to grab a center objective with prehensile tongue from two away keeps him a lot safer than a lot... basically any other character other than occasionally Angela. Though there are certain objectives that Angela hates because they restrict how many move actions you can make and thus leave her a lot more vulnerable um, than she would like, aka Crecor
1: And if it slows her down, then we can pin her in place and send Crossbones in to work his magic.
0: Yeah, because Crossbones... Crossbones does a lot of damage, and we we haven't actually touched on it, but he also can spend four power to add three dice to any of his attacks, um, which is fairly solid.
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're uh, paying over the odds for it and Mm -hmm. taking that five to an eight. It's just going to, anybody that's on the the softer side or just needs a little help tipping over to being injured or KO'd, that'll just do it.
0: Yeah. So we've kind of talked about Rocket, Toad, and Wong. Which one is standing out for you?
1: I think we need Toad from uh, giving us the balance over the two missions.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, If there's a different way to kind of do what Wong does uh, in terms of the the healing and the passing power, uh, then I think we've got that little bit of of, um, protection for the, the guys that will be up front. Mm -hmm. Uh, then if there's a better way of doing it than Wong, then I'm open to that.
0: So we can play the Healing Tactics cards. Um, And I want to bring special note to specifically Patch Up because I think Patch Up is especially good on crossbones. Um, I think Patch Up is much better on any character with damage mitigation than on the extra amount of power you're pouring in for the extra healing comes out to be net better because with damage reduction and the cover that we're getting from Storm's leadership, we are netting out more... Uh, we end up taking up more successes to recover, to to kind of get back to the state he was before he was healed, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me. That's one of the cards sorted to do uh, for later on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. So, do we need to then look at if we're going to be having that we need a bit of a power battery somewhere? So, would somebody like Hawkeye work quite well in there? Because he's not got a massive amount of use for his power. It covers what Rocket would have done in these sit back and shoot things. And then um, like advanced R&D, some power around if you need it to.
0: So, I was going to suggest a different power battery. Hawkeye is definitely an option. But we are looking at bees and D's. And I think we should talk about the queen of the bees and D's. Miss Shuri.
1: Yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, I've got her. She's yet to see the, the tabletop, but she will be definitely uh, heading out there to uh, work with her gauntlets.
0: Mm-hmm. So, not only would she provide... Um, Pushes, which is like her big thing. Uh, Pushes just naturally by her um, attacks. She would also um, give rerolls, which are not something I am ever going to complain about. And she is a big power battery. So it's like she covers a lot of banks for us. And I think Shuri would not be a bad case in this. And since we're playing on these spread out objectives, we can keep her a lot safer and with the cover we're giving, we're also keeping her much safer that way.
1: Yeah, and then with the pushes, you can push those towards the, you know, the crossbones and cables to to go in and then and do the damage and mm-hmm. reduce the the uh, movement issues.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's get her in there, and then let's start doing some math. I know math, the part of the game that everybody <laughs> dislikes. <Yeah>. So we <laughs> have. So our lowest point core right now is three, six, nine, 13. So getting in three X Men plus a uh, plus a crossbones will be at minimum thirteen points. We don't have to worry about that. We have the flex up to a fourteen or fifteen point core. Um, so we have a lot of flexibility on where to bring in, um. Or out of affiliation slots. Yeah. So we have at fourteen, we have the previously mentioned Crossbones, Storm, Cable, Beast lineup. And then once we hit fifteen, we can go either Crossbones, Storm, uh, uh, Cyclops, Beast, and Toad, which I think is a very powerful Wakandan herb setup. Um, because you can get Toad gets a lot of movement off with the Wakandan herb, and then you can add field leader on top of that and get a lot of movement for, uh, a lot of traction towards the herb home very quickly and with Slippery. um, Even if he gets pushed off, he can spend to get back on the point. So that is an option. Or we can go the... um, four wide option of crossbone storm, cable and cyclops. That's three, six, plus a, plus the nine point package of cable and cyclops. So and that would be a much more fighty. I think that would be a great gamma team and I would consider actually using Cyclops as leadership there. Um, just for the ability to possibly do a turn one uh overpower on crossbones.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. And then, and then have... with Cyclops' beam, you can go straight down the, the Gamma Shelters.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you, you play that secure wheel heavily. I think Crossbones works very well on Gamma Shelters just by the fact that he sticks on them. So you have to generally commit two people to a Gamma Shelter to actually get the middle one. And if he's on the middle Gamma Shelter, you can move him up and he should be within overpower range of whoever's on the back Gamma Shelter. Um, And then you overpower, and if you get that throw, you can throw them off the Gamma Shelter point and have them have to, like, recommit to it towards your crossbones rather than attacking your crossbones, which I think is also very good.
1: Yeah, I like that idea of lit frogging down and then clearing off the the farm. Points, even if he only does it for a turn, just to get those extra VP will be uh, handy.
0: Yeah. So that's that's potentially big up to 16, which we have three options at 16 at this point, right? Because we have Mayor Fisk. We have... um. No, we only have two options at 16, right? We have Mayor Fisk and we have... Uh, Cosmic Invasion, and I don't think we have another 16. I thought there was a 16 extract. One second, let me check. No, we don't have any more 16. Um, so we have Cosmic Invasion and Mayor Fisk. Um, I think Mayor Fisk is an interesting one. I think once Crossbones gets there, um, he can survive the Mayor Fisk token a lot better than most people. Um because he can use his inert to pain on the damage coming out of the Maya Fist token. Um Stun will be a little bit annoying, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, just the getting there part is going to be difficult, so I and just points wise, we would be running Storm, Cyclops, Beast, Crossbones, and Shuri? Which I don't mind, Shuri, on the split seeds, You can put her straight down the middle and she can affect both ends of the fight. And you can slowly move the um, citizens in towards your Shuri. Yeah. And then we have Cosmic Invasion, that classic D that Shuri loves. So I think we're good. 17, I think we need a four-pointer. Uh, we'll want a four-pointer for options at 17.
1: There's quite a few of those, so we're a little bit spoiled for choice.
0: Yes. Are there any that jump out to you? I've given you a proposition with too many options, haven't I? (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I think there's. What about somebody on the faster side of it? Somebody would, uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, Peter Parker, Spider-Man.
1: Get up there and be that, that nuisance bit to give everybody else the chance to. To use Storm's leadership then.
0: I think that is a very good option. I I also want to point out another long moving fellow who um ends up accidentally giving us a second affiliation, potentially. Which is Mr. Black Panther.
1: Can't go wrong with Black Panther.
0: Yeah. Um the He's exceptionally tanky and with cover, he becomes even more tanky. That means he has five out of his eight results on a die or a success. And then the other two can be turned into a success. Pretty one of those other two two facing, So he only has one point of failure of rolling a skull, which is really good. Um, lots of potential to reroll, which is, is becoming less, a little bit less powerful right now. Um, just with the prevalence of Medusa and Angela who prevent re-rolling or modifying dice into them, but I still think it's very good Um, and he is a long mover that we don't mind sending out on his own
1: yeah, yeah, he can hold his own
0: Um, so that
1: gives us two from the Wakanda Yeah, three with them with uh, Storm because she's Wakanda affiliated
0: yes she is Um, but a little bit of a different direction um, to suggest. Um, and this is just a thought. If we want to go towards a little bit more slow, trundly boys that just intend to sit on points and not move, we could also go the direction of Black Dwarf, who gives us a 65mm base to do the leapfrog off of, which is a lot of distance.
1: I've only played against uh, Black Dwarf, so I'm, I'm quite happy to set the, the lead on which out of the the panther or the dwarf is the but the, the the bigger base for the leapfrog makes sense, mm-hmm. um, um. But then the Black Panther, we've got, we've got three leaders, and we can kind of pick and choose what our best option is.
0: So we have a lot of room in our roster right now. So we could just do both.
1: Why not? Why not both?
0: Why not both? Um, and I think, uh, of note, Black Dwarf also really benefits from the cover. He is a tanky boy. He gets an 8 damage reduction down to a minimum of 1. He also has essentially an aggressive bodyguard, um, which is very good, and he has a size 4 throw, and he is size 4, so he's hard to get off of points. Um, And I think with 17 being the most versatile point value, if we're seeing something where we can split really easily um, and don't mind being a little bit slower on the uptake, I don't mind Black Dwarf at all, and going into some of the like 18 or 19 point stuff, I love Black Dwarf on Demons Downtown, and I think D- Black Dwarf on Mutant Madman is also really solid. So I don't mind that option too. And I think on the wider scenarios, the Bs and Ds that we we're, we're looking at, I think Black Panther is going to give us a lot of mobility, especially in. If we're also looking at an opponent bringing a white extract, um. So let's yeah, just you know. do a quick count of our characters, so we can amass mass of our characters. We walked up to seventeen. So now, so at seventeen, we have the option to play, uh, Storm Beast Cyclops, uh, plus Crossbones, which is thirteen point in package plus a four, or, Storm. Beast, uh, Storm Beast Cable, which is our eleven point package plus Crossbones and Shuri, or Storm Cable Cyclops, uh, Crossbones and Toad, which is I think another really solid team. Then when we go up to eighteen points, um, we ca- uh we end up playing Storm. Uh beast cable and one of our four pointers, or storm cable, cyclops and one of our three-pointers. Then up to nineteen, we're going storm uh cable cyclops. One second, I'm doing math. Three, eight, twelve, fifteen, nineteen, plus one of our fours. Or at that point we end up going let me do math again. Three, six, nine plus nine is eighteen. Ooh. So um so really our only option at nineteen would be that crossbone storm uh cable cyclops. One of our fourth option, but I think into both 19s we're pretty okay because we have Black Panther on Evacuation and Black Dwarf on Demons Downtown. Both of those options I really like. So I don't feel like we need to take up into a five. And then at 20, we, have, we move into a sixth wide option of Crossbones, Storm, Cyclops, Beast, Cable, Toad that sound all good to you
1: yeah yeah that sounds very good so if we don't need to flex into it i think cable is the only five feels feels all right mm-hmm. um, i think the, the the slightly wider format will work well do we want then uh another four to give us uh four fours or another three to give us five threes is a bit more flex
0: so it's i um I look at more out-of-affiliation options. So it's currently we have two fours, a three, and a two out-of-affiliation. Do we want redundancy on our twos out-of-affiliation, or uh, options on our twos out-of-affiliation, options on our three of, of out-of-affiliation? What do we feel like we have the, we can get the most diversity out of flexing one of those into a secondary option? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, well, of, of the remaining twos then, because that's the, the shorter list to to work through, I think it'll be a bit... We've got Black Widow
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, from the core the set, so we'll get a bit of benefit of, of stealth. Yeah. Uh, we've got... Uh, who's next on the list be uh Nebula. Who... I don't think we need a huge amount. She's quite a, quite a good killie piece, but I don't think we are lacking in that area. Exactly. Uh, Okoye.
0: I think a Koi is an interesting option because that gives us a four-wide on the Wakanda end of our affiliation spectrum. A uh, four-wide affiliated on the Wakanda end of the f- affiliation spectrum. Hmm. Um, and that would bring a four-wide... If we're looking for a wide option that brings our, the, the nascent cost of a four-wide affiliated so a six white option would suddenly go from a minimum of five, nine, fifteen point core, going down from a fifteen point core for a a uh five white option. Uh six white option I mean from a fifteen point affiliated core down to a four, seven, 10, 12 point core, which means we get uh a 3, a 3, and a 2, which means we can technically go 7 wide at 20 if we bring in uh, a Koi.
1: Oh, you, you sold me on that. The, the chance to go, try and go a bit wider than Guardians, I'm quite happy with that.
0: Well, uh, Guardians can go 8 wide at 20, but they generally don't like two. Um, But you can technically go Star-Lord of the 3, and then you have two in affiliation 2s. Uh, which brings 7 points for 3 characters. Um, for 8-wide you need 5 affiliated characters. So you get 2 more of their 3's. Which brings it up to a total of 13 points. In affiliation for 5 Guardians of the Galaxy. And then you get a 3-pointer. Up to 16 points. Uh, and out of affiliation 3. And then 2 out of affiliation 2. Then suddenly you're at 20 points with 8 models. So yeah. Uh, but. We are running 7 wide at 20. And we are also running 6 wide at, I think, 17 up. We can run 6 wide now. Which I think is is a very good flexibility option. Um, so I think we have a very defined idea of what we want to do with our crises. Yeah. So we want... Uh, a big one, our kind of go-to will be Infinity Formula. And then I think, do we want to go for Mutant Madman? The Pay to Flip B? Well,
1: that fits in with our wanting to run B's and D's. Mm-hmm. Uh...
0: And we have, it's running off of physical uh, defense, which crossbones is a four. We have a four in Beast, a four in Cyclops, uh, a four in Black Dwarf, a four in Black Panther. We have a lot of fours. And. Uh, so I think I think we are fine playing that, and I think we can get actually a very good core out of that.
1: Yeah, it taps into our strengths.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so that's Mutant madman. And then oh, so.
0: we have one, f- I think we want a D-Force, uh, a, a D-Option, because we have the B-Force. Um, so that would be either Riot Sparks over extremists, or Cosmic Invasion, Black Order Descence. Does any of that jump out to you?
1: The the spider portals on a D.
0: Yes, technically spider portals is a D. It's an energy flip, which is not as much our thing, because we have crossbones who's a two. We have beast who's a two. Um,
1: yeah, it's going to do the reverse then of what the mutant madness is. Madman's going to do for us. So yeah, all right, we'll we'll cross that spider portal. back can in the mm-hmm. bin.
0: But thank you for bringing that up. I just kind of filed that away. <laughs> Um but it's uh I. are you leaning towards one over the other?
1: Uh with the Riots, because I've had to scribble them all down to work out which of the ones are. Do we get a heal with that as well? Uh oh, I got my missions confused.
0: Riots over Extremist Three would be a heel. Um and then Cosmic Invasion is the during the power phase each character within one will the dice and on a critter of wild while they get pushed away from the secure but also gain two additional power does one of those jump out to you
1: i think the extra power would probably come in okay i don't mind being, being once we're there the, the shorter movements on some of the uh models won't be too much to get us back to where we started but the extra bit of power just for for turning on two powers isn't never going to be a bad thing
0: yeah, and even if we're stunned and, and am only getting one extra power, that still puts us in overpower range, so generally we can get back on the point with an attack rather than a push, uh, rather than uh, spending an action to move back on the point just with using overpower. That makes sense?
1: Yeah, sounds good to me.
0: Now, the extracts, I think, are going to be a lot more interesting. Is there anything that jumps out to you on the extracts?
1: Uh, Well, there's the perennial favorite of hammers. Uh. Which is which takes the D map box, we get reasonably wide at 18. Um, mm-hmm. and the, yeah, the extra dice isn't gonna, yeah. gonna hurt
0: depending on whether or not we're playing X Men or Wakanda. We're either going five or six wide at 18, so we're not that doesn't really change us one direction or another. And yeah, I think that is certainly a good option. Um I want to point out Struggle for the Cube because I think specifically Crossbones is really solid on Cube. Um, Crossbones and Kingpin both can do this thing where they can pay power to negate the damage from um, the Cube so you can control your life total a lot more than most characters can and you can stay alive on one health with a Cube in places where other characters cannot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes the most of our our damage limitation ability. And I think we talked about Herbs then as another yeah, possibility. ability.
0: We, we did talk about Herbs, and I'm perfectly fine playing Herbs. It's a, it's a uh, scenario where a lot of people aren't prepared for it, and we definitely have a lot of options for it. While we don't get the movement off of the Storm Leadership ability, because it spec- specifies not with an objective token, we still get the movement off of uh the field leader ability on uh cyclops so that's it's good
1: to always ask ask the questions and somebody's not quite got the answers for gives yeah. us a little edge
0: exactly that that is a very important part of this game is it's all about in- asking questions difficult questions that make your opponent choose the least of two bad options so now i think we're going to come up on the most difficult part of this uh uh Deck build list build, which will be the uh, tactics cards because we are running a dual affiliation roster, um, so that will ham inherently hamper our tactics cards. Um, but I do think there is one card we need to get in immediately, uh, which is Wakanda Forever. We're playing Wakanda, we can go for a wide with Wakanda. Why not bring Wakanda Forever?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that feels like you just may as well staple it to uh, Black Panther's card at that point.
0: Yeah. Well, not always Black Panther's card, because I have seen Black Panther be brought in into things like Criminal Syndicate and Avengers just for his pure tankiness. Um, But I think it's stapled to the Wakanda affiliation card. Mm. Yeah. And then um, the other card I want to bring up straight from the top is a card to help with an issue we have mentioned about multiple of the characters on this list, which is extreme conditioning. We have a fair number of short movers on our list, and it gives us a long advance uh, for two power. and I don't think I think that's a really good thing. Being able to move a black dwarf, a cable, or a crossbones long instead of short for a move action is very good.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're never going to say no to I and mean, It's the two costs. It's not the end of the world. It's easy to find that two bit of power, isn't it? So.
0: Yeah, and especially since we're playing on two scenario, two of our secures give us extra power. One of them is a randomly extra power, but we have two secures with the potential to give extra power, one of which is confirmed extra power, and that's the one we want to be kind of focusing in on, so I don't think we mind the power cost. And I think the effect is just too good for us to ignore.
1: Yep, sounds good to me. Uh, And we talked about patch-up as one of the other ones.
0: Yep, so I already have that in. What do we want as a a, other restricted card? Because we have Brace for Impact, Doom Prophecy, Field Dressing, and Med Pack. I don't think we're playing Doom Prophecy, because I think we're relying on a level of tankiness inherently, and Doom Prophecy takes away that tankiness.
1: Yeah, I uh, would something like Brace then to support though the characters that have they are a bit less solid. I think... Uh, give us a bit of throw protection.
0: Yeah, and I think throw protection is always a good thing, especially with Magneto and She-Hulk running around the format. So this leaves us with four slots. Um... And there are, are a lot of options for us. We can go more into the Wakanda pool of affiliated tactics cards. We can go into the X-Men pool of affiliated tactics cards. Um, is there anything that is jumping to your mind?
1: I feel like we should give the the X-Men side of it something to, to balance off. If we're, we're going down Wakanda, we've got Wakanda forever to support them. Mm-hmm. If we're going down the X-Men route, then something a bit more bespoke to them uh, would be probably benefit them a little bit yeah
0: so i think i don't think we want to do to me my x-men um it's a nice bit of movement tech but we're playing forward i don't think we're going to be retreating a lot which is generally what i've seen that you called useful i think we're a go forward and stand the ground type list with our current setup yeah so i don't think that one's in the list so that leaves first class and children of the atom and so first class, for those that don't know, is you play at the start of the activation phase and any uncanny X-Men does not have to spend power to uh, interact with objective tokens this round the first time that they do it. Um, which I think is the one I want to lean towards. But let's uh, talk Children of the Atom quickly. Um, Children of the Atom is you play it and remove all special characters from an uncanny x-men character and then it gains one power for each condition we move this way i'm leaning towards first class but do you have an opinion
1: i'm a little bit happy i mean the uh, the children of the atom at least gives us a bit of uh, extra power and get and helps them with the healing mm-hmm. side of it uh but not having to worry about being taxed for any objectives that's quite good, gets it into the... Yeah, I, I'm i quite happy with first class.
0: Yeah, and the specific thing I'm looking at, because most first class lists are using it first activation to help on extract, but I see it because it just says objective token, um, not extract objective, which means we can use it on the pay-to-flip objectives, and we can take a... We can wait if if we don't see a good option to play it on extract first round, and we're choosing... Mutant Madman, say they bring a herb or a sen- uh, senators where the the power cost doesn't really matter. Um it's uh we can bring it for the Peter flips and play it like turn three, turn four to use up all of our power and still have the ability to flip the points for mutant madman.
1: Yeah. So I definitely yeah, it like that. Takes the randomness out of our side, then, doesn't
0: it? it? It it doesn't necessarily take the randomness out because it does not change the fact that we still have to roll the dice for it. But it, uh, the power we we don't have to partake in the power attacks of the scenario like our opponents have to. Thus, we're gaining an advantage in that way.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So that leaves us with three more slots. Is there a direction that kind of pulls to you?
1: Uh, Do we need the hired muscle? Do we need to do the hired muscle counterplay at all? Or do we think we're going to be safe from, from that?
0: So it's, I don't think we're necessarily safe from hired muscle. But there is also the question that we have to ask ourselves of is, are we intending, what? what is the intent of this list? Are we bringing it into a hyper-competitive format where we have to think about Hired Muscle? Or are we just bringing it to a regular game night where Hired Muscle, because of the type of play experience it fosters, will probably be less likely to show up? If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think we're, we're do, not doing hyper-competitive with it. The list would be good the environment, but I think yeah, probably use let's use a slot for something else.
0: Yeah, something um, a little bit more spicy than just kind of working around I think a matchup that even with using hired muscle we don't have a good matchup into, so why try and put a bad patch on a hole in our boat when we can just add more cool things to the boat and that thing won't hurt us too badly, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. In that case, what about Battle Lust as a possibility?
0: Ah, you are speaking of a great card. Battle Lust is really cool. Um it has it has interesting synergy um with the list because we have a lot of short movers, we're going to be moving a lot anyway. Um and so it's we're going to get the chance to use Battle Lust a lot. So I am definitely not opposed to it. It's a great card. It gives us a little bit more scenario control on our attacks, which I'm not going to complain about either. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we are using it on Crossbones on his overpower, we can throw and then push a character to really get them out of the fight.
1: Yeah, and if if it's targeted on somebody like Crossbones so is a bit slower, that's a, that's their two activations gone getting back to where they were. But they're, yeah. they're more out of the game.
0: Yeah, so it has to be throw and then push because of the timing windows of that. Um, if it was an after damage is dealt, they would have the same trigger window, but they don't. So we would have to throw and then push. Um, also, just on like a black panther, you get a double push. Um, on a beast, you can do a double push as well. It you it gives you a lot of options for getting characters way out of the fight. And then a card I'm thinking about protection-wise is what do you think of Blind Obsession for
1: Crossbones? Just have a remind myself of what uh, what okay. Blind Obsession does.
0: So, at the start of the activation phase, any character may bend a three power to play this card. The character that played this card gains an Obsession token and then chooses an enemy that also gains an Obsession token. Uh. And then, well, um, and then you add two dice to all attacks going into that character, uh, into the chosen character, and gain two defense dice uh, for all attacks from that chosen character into you. But if anyone other than the chosen character attacks you, you lose two defense dice. And this effect stays around until one, until either of you, either of the characters, are cared. So if, since we're playing Bs and Ds, it's likely one-on-one and two-on-two matchups. So if we ever get in a one-on-one matchup with Crossbones, we suddenly have, we suddenly make him a six four four, which is not terrible, with damage reduction, which is very yep. good. And he is not the worst for losing dice. Because the minimum amount of dice you can roll... In a defense roll, is one, unless specifically stated otherwise, where it says you do not roll defense dice. You always roll at least one defense dice. So if you're playing against a heavy physical threat and then an energy mystic threat next to you, uh on a side, you can put the blind obsession on uh the physical threat and then that energy mystic threat. You're only losing one die, and you yeah. So it's not that much actually different... Um in the like level of protection you have, aka basically none. <laughs> so it doesn't change that math super much.
1: And the chance then to do an overpower with a blind obsession, and if you've got the power, if you happen to be power rich at that point with Haymaker, then 10 dice is going to be, um, that's going to well, just Well, it's a 10 dice strike
0: for overpower uh, blind obsession. Um, It would still be a 10 dice strike too.
1: Hmm. yeah if you, if you haven't got the, the extra two power for the overpower then yeah just strike if you're in range then go for it
0: mm-hmm. which is still and really get good that
1: power back with strike for the all the damage you're going to do
0: yeah mm-hmm. so i think blind obsession is a very good option for us what do you think
1: yeah uh I've, that card hadn't even hit my radar uh i, I like that one a lot They see a uh... lot of playtime
0: Yeah, there are about a 100 Team Tactics cards at this point. It's okay not to know all of them. (laughs) I don't even know all of them. There are some of the character-specific ones that I haven't dug into yet because I haven't had to do an episode on their character yet.
1: I have one suggestion for our last slot. Okay. Uh, Would uh, advanced R&D be a benefit to move a bit of power around for fueling up some of the other bits and pieces we've got?
0: I think we can't go wrong with Advanced R and Advanced R is always a good card. Um, especially since we have the power battery of Shuri sitting in our back line. We will have the power to disperse with advanced R and that instantly allows for an overpower on uh crossbones, that gets us closer to an optic devastation on Cyclops. Um it gives us a throw on um beast it gives us a lot of options so i definitely i think that is definitely a good option so yeah how do you feel about this list
1: i I cannot wait to have a go with this list as as soon as i'm allowed to go out and play with real people again Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be all over it
0: Mm -hmm. so for those at home just to go over again our list is crossbones storm cable beast cyclops toad Shuri, Black Dwarf, Black Panther, and Okoye For our characters, for our tactics cards, we have Patch Up, Wakanda Forever, Extreme Conditioning, Brace for Impact, First Class, Battle Lust, Blind Obsession, and Advanced r And then for our Crisises, we have Infinity Formula, Mutant Madman, Cosmic Invasion, Fear Grips World as Warsy well Terrorized Cities, Struggle for the Cube, and Mystic Wakandan Nerb. I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I love all the the different options to flex around with it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it, we have two kind of distinct play styles in here where we have a control option and a more beady option. Because I think we have... Um, Wakanda is notorious for the control, and I think having a stable, mostly unmovable piece that they have to spend a superhero throw to get off the point in order to, like, secure, secure alongside all the pushes and movement that Wakanda naturally gives. I think that is very powerful. And also I think just the defensives of Storm and the movement options of Storm, um, in addition, uh, gives us a good uh, beady list or just kind of tanky list and then Cyclops, we didn't really touch on it, but his leadership allows you to perform turn one uh, overpowers and stuff like that. And it it makes things really dangerous and aggressive in a way that none of the other versions of the list. So we kind of have a mid-range list, a control list, and an aggro list in, in this one composition. And while I don't think we're... I think we're a jack-of-all-trades list, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, we've got a lot of, of reasonable answers to everything. There yeah, may be something that would be a bit more tricky to work around, but I think we're we are often even playing field on it all. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Um, if people want to reach out to you, is there a place they can reach out to you?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm part of the, the Danger Room uh, Discord side of it, so I'm just Chris on there, and I'm flit about on the uh, couple of Facebook groups as well for MCP.
0: Fantastic. Um, and if you want to find me, I am Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Uh Egypt on all the non-MCP discords. If you want to see me talk about TV, come visit ggipped.tumblr.com And if you want to see me play Arkham Horror the Card Game, I am playing a uh, custom Arkham Horror the Card Game with some friends, most Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., though that time is currently in flux because my end of things has opened up, so we may be starting earlier, but for now it is still 8 a.m. PST uh, at twitch.tv slash Games, And thank you very much for coming on. I hope you had fun, Chris.
1: I did indeed, yes.
0: And keep experimenting, people.